As a facilitator, a co-treat is very busy. How do you keep the schedule? This is an excellent question and I will answer it and some more questions later in this episode. Hi, my name is Peter Kofler. I am the code cop. Obviously, I am fanatic about clean code and for many years I tried hard to develop quality software. Eventually, I had to change my motto to developing quality software developers. In this podcast, I will answer questions about facilitation, hosting and participation of coded reads or any kind of hands-on session in general. If you have any questions regarding your coded read, please send me an email or leave a comment. A coded read is a very active day and it's really busy. So keeping the time and keeping the schedule is pretty important. I recommend focus on keeping the time. People rely on the ending time that was communicated, usually 5 p.m. So once I was attending a code retreat and we lost a full session and that was kind of sad. Well, we didn't really lose it. We spent more time in retrospectives and on breaks, but we lost one session. So here are some tips. First, use an extra timer that rings when the session is ended so you cannot forget. Maybe you're talking to some uh, participant, but if the timer rings, the session is over. People will hear the ringing and the session is over. That's important. Stop the sessions early if necessary to save time for retrospectives. So if you see that people are in a talkative mood or maybe you have some interesting questions for retrospectives, schedule that, plan for that, have only 40 minutes instead of 45 minutes, for example. I usually set the timer for the end of the session according to the schedule. So if we started late because uh, we had a longer break or whatever the reason is, then the session will be shorter, no big deal. But by that, we always have some kind of rhythm. The end of the session always rings at the given time, and so we can uh, keep the schedule. Also, I start on time. If not everybody is here and often people are late or still on break on the toilet, it doesn't matter. The intro is not that important uh, for everybody to hear. If a few people are coming late, it's not an issue. If one or two people are coming late to a session, it's not a problem. Also, try to keep the retros short. So, on one side, we want everybody to talk and think about it, but on the other side, not everybody has to talk. It's not about the talking in the retrospective. It's about that people think about their learning. At the end of sessions, walk around and motivate people to move either from or to the sessions or to the retrospective space and, and uh, usually I do some movements. Hey, come on, let's go people, let's move it. And especially if you have different spaces, it's necessary to hurry up people, basically. And then I use the quiet time during the session. I talked about it in several episodes. So when there are no questions and people have not created much code yet for my own break. So I'm not using the break as a break for me as facilitator, but in the break, I'm uh, caring that we keep the schedule. And then finally, maybe relax the schedule. Maybe aim for four or five sessions. Maybe plan longer retrospectives. If you feel like having longer retrospectives, plan for them. That's perfectly fine. Last code retreat we had, we had only four sessions and it was still ending at uh, 5 p.m. So it was more time to code, more time for retrospectives, longer breaks. That was working great too.
sometimes when I'm doing in-house Kotlin treats, there is a like a supporting facilitator from the hosting company, and so I would call them this junior facilitators. And how can I include a supporting or junior facilitator more into the whole event? This is not really a coded issue, but I faced it several times and needed to improve it. So some uh, rules are to always include all other facilitators to all calls and mails and documents and retrospectives. So especially junior facilitators or maybe just people having the host role might not need to be on on some facilitation calls or maybe they say they don't need to be on the call but nevertheless try to include them to create this spirit of inclusiveness uh, so they can also contribute. Also in the quiet time uh, between the sessions I go to them and ask them for their opinion. So I would ask what do you see? It's really interesting uh, what people uh, answer to this question and I'm always surprised uh, what other people see. You can explicitly split the duties and select specific duties for a junior or guest facilitator to make sure that the facilitator is also included and, and does something and is not just standing on the side. Like at one uh, co-retreat uh, I did with some friends in, in Berlin, in Germany, we split the, the duties, so I was responsible for the introduction, because I suck at introduction, and Martin was responsible for keeping the time, and Ivan was responsible for doing the retrospectives. And that worked uh, pretty well. Also what I do in retrospectives, at the beginning or the end, I ask the other facilitator for their uh, observations, I uh, would say something like, do you have any more comments? So if they have to say something, they can share it and maybe they are afraid to disturb the whole thing, but if I offer them to talk, they will talk. Anyway, as the lead facilitator, I'm not telling uh, any, anybody to do anything, but I'm always starting with a question. Like I would ask the other facilitators or hosting roles, how should we do the retro now? And it's really relaxing, because if I do not have to decide on things, the code rate is less stressful. So third question of the day is about test-driven development or TDD. So what is TDD? TDD is one of the most common constraints. See episode 11 uh, about uh, what constraints are. And it's an extreme programming or XP practice. It was invented or rediscovered by Kent Beck. You know who Kent Beck is, do you? Like go buy his books. Together with pair programming, which is also an XP practice, it's the base for almost everything in the code treat. Like it's both fundamental practices and uh, we want to practice them. So as I said, most sessions will use uh, test-driven development and most sessions will also use pair programming or some uh, related form of collaboration. I will not explain TDD here. See YouTube for tons of tutorials or recorded conference talks. I recommend material by Emily Page, Jason Gorman or Dave Farley, for example. I will put some links into the show notes to get you started. 
That is all for this episode. I'm Peter Kofler and I wish you luck with your next code retreat or hands-on workshop. If you have any questions regarding your code retreat, please send me an email or leave a comment. I'm looking forward to hear from you how your event went. Code retreats are awesome. Let's have more of them.